loaded. L-O-A-D-E-D, loaded. That's the word that describes John chapter 6. Absolutely loaded with spiritual nuggets. Vicki and I were talking yesterday and talking about some of our um, favorite stories and passages of Scripture. And it uh, seems like every day, whatever story we're in, I'll go, yeah, that's one of my favorite. John chapter 6 is one of my favorites. Like, I know it changes from day to day. John chapter 6 is loaded. Listen to what John 6, 1 says. Uh, let me get this bad boy right. After these things, hey, Mima, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee. After what things? All the things that had, had transpired in John chapter 5. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him. Now watch this. A great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them, that were diseased. So, after John chapter 5 and all the events that took place there and all the ministry of Jesus was going around healing people, doing crazy miracles, crazy like crazy good miracles. After these things, Jesus goes over the Sea of Galilee and a great multitude followed him. And then if you read with us in John chapter 6, uh, the story is there of the or the account of Jesus feeding the 5,000 men, not including women and children. Some believe it could have been as many as 15 or 20,000 people. Think about that. 15 to 20,000 people. Jesus fed them with one little boy's five loaves or five maybe biscuits and two little fish. You remember the story, right? So the people are hungry. One of the disciples comes to Jesus and says, hey, they are hungry. They need some food. And Jesus says, you feed them. Hmm. You feed them. The guy goes, man, if we had like several months wages, there still wouldn't be enough to feed them. And then as the story unfolds, a little boy uh, approaches them and offers up his probably probably the lunch that his mother had made that day or maybe the day before, offers up his lunch, gives it to the disciples, gives it to Jesus. Jesus commands his disciples to sit down. He breaks the bread gives God thanks, he breaks the fish, give God, gives God thanks, distributes the bread, distributes the fish. Not only were the 15, maybe, or 20,000 people fully fed, there were 12 baskets of food left over. Now, this miracle is found in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So, after that miracle, after that miracle, um, Jesus tells the disciples, uh, I don't think he, I don't think you read it in John 6, but in Matthew 14, it's clear that Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat and go back to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. So they do, and that's when the storm blew in. Jesus was in the mountain praying. Jesus walks on water, comes in. You remember, that's awesome, awesome miracles. And uh, the crowds followed them. And then when they get to the other side, uh, the crowds are following them, and Jesus sits down and does another teaching. So that's loaded, loaded, loaded. So I want to encourage you. I've just begun like doing this recently, 
in our uh, reading of the Gospel of John. I have a little journal here. I have several journals. And I'll just, I'll just start reading these scriptures and write down something that comes to me, like a lesson that I've learned, something that comes to me. And um, like the Gospel of John is really one of my favorite books, and I've read it many times. But the last few days, like I'm seeing things I've never seen before. Um, and so I just want you to, as you're watching or listening this morning or later on when you, when you come around, uh, think about these lessons. And then um, if God gives you a lesson, if you see a lesson there, then put it in the comments below and let me know what God's teaching you. You ready? Lesson number one. The needy never ask something from you at a convenient time. Bam! Isn't that right? Seems like when the needy come around, and everybody has needs, okay, and I'm not like hating on the needy, but there are needy people, and we're all needy from time to time. Doesn't it seem like when somebody needs something from you, it's never at a convenient time? It's kind of like having a flat tire. Uh, my, my, your battery dies in your car. It's never, ever at a convenient time. So here was the deal. We just read the first three verses of John chapter 6. Jesus was ministering on one side of the Sea of Galilee. He tells the disciples to go to the other side. What you don't read in John, you read in Mark. Jesus was sending the disciples to the other side. He was going to join them, and they were going to take some rest because they had been ministering so much. Even the Lord Jesus Christ was preparing to take a season of rest. So Jesus and his disciples were probably humanly exhausted. And so they get to the other side. They're expecting to take a rest. And here are these multitudes. Isn't that the way it is? Isn't that the way it is? Maybe you're going on vacation. Maybe you're taking a day or two off. And then somebody somewhere has a need and they come to you and you're the one that can feel that need. So lesson number one is the needy. Never ask, seemingly, at a convenient time. Can somebody shut me down now? Number two, the needy always seem to ask for more than we have. Have you ever noticed that? I've noticed that as a pastor. Uh, I joke sometimes that uh, sometimes people call me when it's too late. Like they'll call me when, the, when their life is already a train wreck. Uh, or they'll call other Christians and go to other believers. When some things in our lives can be avoided if we just reach out to other people before the train gets off the track. Nonetheless, the needy seem always to ask for more than we have. And sometimes people come to me and they ask for more than I have, more than I have, more than I have. And so you feel uh, helpless sometimes. And so that's why I send them to Jesus, because Jesus has more than I do. So lesson number two, the needy always ask for more than you have. Number three, Jesus will use whatever I have. Jesus will use whatever I have if I will give it to him. The little boy had five loaves and two fishes. That's all he had. And he gave it to the disciples. They gave it to Jesus. That's a simple lesson there. That's an obvious lesson there. Whatever you have... Give it to Jesus and trust him with you. You say, well, I can't get out and about. Maybe I'm getting old or I'm real old. I can't get out and about. Find somebody. Find another believer 
and pray for them every day. Pray for your children. Pray for your grandchildren. Pray for your church. Pray for your national leaders. And then if you know those people, let them know that you're praying for them. That's something you can give. That's a contribution you can make to the to the body of Christ. Just give Jesus what you have. You may not have a preaching. You may not have a teaching. You may not have some of those things. You may not have what other people have. I don't have what some people have. And so what I'm learning is just give Jesus what I have and trust him with it. Lesson number four. Even though Jesus was exhausted, he still helped. Now that, that convicts me. Even though Jesus was exhausted, he still helped other people. Now, Jesus drew strength from the Father, and of course he was God. So when we're exhausted and we're ministering and serving and somebody needs help, then we should minister from the help that Jesus gives us. Like so many times we rely on our own strength. We rely on our own energy. No, you have the Spirit of God living in you. If you're a born-again one, rely on the power of God. Number five, Jesus uses people to help other people. That's how Jesus that's how Jesus works today. Now, Jesus obviously interrupts us in our lives and personally ministers to us. But now that he's gone to heaven, we have the Spirit of God living in us. Jesus uses you. I'm talking about you. Jesus uses you to help other people. So be usable today. Be usable today. Allow Jesus to use you. Lesson number six. Jesus gave thanks before the meal even though it was only a small portion. What this really shakes me in is, or, or reminds me of, Jesus was grateful. I don't know about you, but I believe that our current cultural situation in America, even in the church, is just one of lack of gratitude. We're so blessed. We're so fortunate. We're so wealthy. Um, we're rich in resources, but we're poor in gratitude. And so maybe there could be a mindset shift. No matter how small the resources you have, give Jesus thanks. So that was lesson number six. Jesus gave thanks before the meal. Um, you know, it can be like a tradition or, you know, something just got to go through the motions. But Vicky and I always give thanks before our meal. And it's not the old God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food. No, we just pause for a moment. And many times it's just a simple prayer. Thank you, Lord. Well, last night, thank you, Lord, for your provision. We went to Walmart and bought groceries yesterday. Lord Jesus and Publix and bought groceries. And so we just pause and I pray, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your provision. Even though the even though there was no beef in Walmart, <laughs> hardly. Uh, even though the prices are crazy, we prayed and said, thank you, Jesus, for your provision. Thank you for giving us the resources to purchase food for our family. So give God thanks. Number seven, almost done. Jesus can provide more than you need. He 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 he, he fed the five thousand, not including women and children, with five loaves and two fishes, and there were twelve baskets over. This isn't just some Sunday school story. There were twelve baskets left over. And Jesus said, Don't waste anything. Pick them up. We'll use them later. That's why Vic and I ate leftovers so much. Because <laughs> it's very biblical. Gather up what's left. Gather up. Jesus can provide 
more than you need. That's my testimony and Vicky's testimony. Jesus has provided more than we need. And then lesson number eight, uh, you can only give what you have. You can't give people what you don't have. Jesus doesn't expect you to give what you don't have. The little boy gave what he had. The guy at the pool of, excuse me, the guy at the um, temple praying in Acts 3, begging for alms. Simon Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give you. Look at me. I can't give you what I don't have, but what I do have I freely give to you. What do you have today? What do you have today? What do you have today? You have something to give. Somebody's going to ask you to give. Help me out. Help me out. And you're going to go, I don't have anything to give. Yes. Jesus has given you. Look, Jesus has given you something to give. Could be a word of encouragement. Could be a prayer. Could be, um, could be finances. Could be lots of anything. Just give Jesus what you have and then give people what you have you cannot give what you don't have and that's where people that's where I found people get frustrated in serving and in ministry we try to give people what we don't have so just get full of Jesus every day you listen get full of Jesus get full of his word get full of his spirit just get full of Jesus and then everywhere you go watch this when people are pulling at you and tugging at you and wanting from you and asking from you then squeezing on you when they squeeze you Jesus just comes out get full of Jesus and give people Jesus this day.